tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Nick fans! Welcome back to the Nick After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Talking about Season 1, Episode 7, Get the Rope. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me as always, Marissa Serafini is here. Hello, everybody. Oriana Leo is here. Hello, everybody. Uh, no guests this week. A, a little breather. We get a chance to just get get to check in with each other. And what an yeah. episode yes. to be able to hang out and talk oh about this Oh, my God. Chills. Yes. Uh, incredibly intense. A real firecracker. Uh, but before we get started... Before we get started, Matt Lieberman's been doing an amazing happy dance. <laughs> yeah, just because uh, I'm just going to gloat for a hot second. <laughs> Who called it? You Who did. called did. it? Yeah. Ain't no friends no more, okay? <laughs> All it takes is one day to change a relationship fundamentally. Neely and Algy together. Holy crap. Holy crap. And you're absolutely right. That was what I said was, what a difference a day makes. I mean, mm-hmm. this one day and all of these characters have pivoted, major pivot. Yeah. Completely. And these two, whoa, they pivoted right into each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh, damn. The last few episodes, you you can always see them, you know, talking about their past and, like, a story that reminds them of their friendship that just slowly escalated to this point. Slowly escalated well, to stories without pants. pants. I was going to yeah. say, the pantsless memory <laughs> yeah. about recalling seeing someone's behind was kind of like, hmm, okay. Yeah. And he saw mine. <gasps> Neela, I'm, I'm wrist deep in a patient. <laughs> Come on. Give me some time. You know, she was definitely, something was happening to her during that day. Yes, yeah. 100%. Well, she was completely turned on by how LG was. Yeah. You know, just doing all these things. I mean, that was sexy. Yeah. It was sexy, but also that he had, he had built this whole clinic and that he delivered babies that he was, you know... And he was threatened. And mm-hmm. so she mm-hmm. had those feelings of, like, I would have protected you. Like, mm-hmm. she, I think that's where everything comes to a head. I'm well, not just being impressed and turned on, but, like, oh my god, if some, what if something happened to him? You think about Shows the lives... she really cares about him. Yeah. And you think about the lives of these people. This is an incredibly dramatic, intense day that no one's going to forget. Mm-hmm. You, you, you are forever changed by a day like this. And we are witness to some of the uh, shocking and horrific racism... Mm-hmm. Uh, that was rampant in America in 1900. And we're going to get into all of it. We're going to take it step by step. This was like the most linear episode that we've ever had. Yeah, so I, like I, I want to take it that way. Okay. So let's let's start at the very beginning. We have this flashback um, to uh, back when Dr. Christensen was alive. And rather optimistic as well. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was uh, jubilant. Mm-hmm. Very, very jubilant. Good. Also, Good the, the filming, the cinematography during the scene, it was very bright and happy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Clive Owen looked downright radiant. He looked, he like, it's so strange. Whenever they do, like, the young Thackeray scenes, he's so, like, milky white pale, mm-hmm. he looks almost like a ghost. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the, the whites and blacks, like, stand out, are so, like, vibrant and pop. When he's supposed to be younger, when he's older, you have more of this like tired, this flesh tone. Yes, but he looks like just too too young. It's almost creepy. Right. I what I picked up from it was that it reminded me of the last 
uh, series, surgical series we had with Birdie and Thack. Mm-hmm. And that here we had uh, Thack giving the, you know, that previous case that didn't work out, but giving the the, the appendicitis, talk, yeah. Um, yep. Giving the pep talk, and Birdie's like, I don't know, I don't know. And mm-hmm. you see this exact thing, and you're like, okay, so this is a relationship that was super important to him, clearly. And he's he's kind of replicating it, but in the better way possible. And it shows his character is coming full circle mm-hmm. in a way, and that character growth, because he used to be the student, but now he's the teacher. Yeah. We also get to see another thing that Dr. Christensen taught him, which mm-hmm. is uh, the use of cocaine uh, to keep yourself, you know, focused yes. and into a surgery. Get over your nerves. Yeah, exactly. Which, fun fact, just because I used to call on doctors in my previous life, mm-hmm. doctors still do this, but they do it with beta blockers. Oh. It's not nearly as fun or exciting. All it does is it re- reduces your um, your blood pressure and your heart rate, and mm. you don't tremor. So if you have any adrenaline or anything, you are just cool as a cucumber. Whoa. They also use wow. it before public speaking. Damn. But it's not nearly as fun as cocaine, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, But also probably doesn't have the horrible withdrawal as well. Right, right. And and cocaine was more accessible back in that time. Yes, there was no beta blocker. Yeah. Yeah. But just just wanted to put it out there. And another cool thing. (laughs) Another cool thing, having uh, John Thackeray be the person who was instrumental in the removal of appendixes. Right. Appendices from Mm -hmm. the human body. The Thackeray point. The Thackeray never misses. I loved it. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Oh, and that God, that that appendix when he pulled it out, it's like this like weird frog tongue. It was so skinny and long. I've I've never seen an appendix in the flesh. Me neither. Yeah, but uh, it's important. I've had my gallbladder. Yeah. More the more you know. I've had that taken out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if he's it's responsible for that organ. too. It's nearby. Yeah. yeah. But what I love about historical fiction is where we're able to plug in our fictional fictional characters. Uh, into history and right. make them responsible for various things that we, you know, we take for granted. Mm. And this was just a fun scene in that regard. Uh, however, he's woken up from his dream into a waking nightmare as uh, the uh, owner and operator of the opium den that he frequents, uh, who we've met before, is, I think he's choking. And uh, so Thackeray, in his opium haze, grabs a knife, sterilizes it, heats it up, and then he stabs him in the neck and, like, shoves a a straw in there so that he can breathe. Emergency tracheotomy. Emergency tracheotomy. And uh, I love this moment when he talks to the woman. He's like, uh, load up his bowl for the pain. And uh, could you load up a fresh Mm, one for me as well? Yeah. (laughs) That was really good. I, I loved how even Thackeray, in those situations, he still can act. And, and he knows what to do. Yeah. It shows just how great of a doctor he is. Even though he's so hyped up on drugs, it doesn't question his skill set. Well, yeah. I mean, this is the situation where you've just done enough drugs on purpose to render you uh, immobile. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you've been shocked awake and you still perform this procedure with remarkable efficacy. It really does paint that picture of, like, this guy's um, <laughs> this guy's a genius. He mm-hmm. is a genius. He's talented. Yeah. Uh, I wonder now that we met Dr. William Halstead, just the way he was introduced, mm. the way he was framed, uh, you know, so uh, intimidatingly when we first meet him. I wonder if we're going to meet him again in modern times. I mean, Christensen is dead, but Halstead is still alive. Um, and I have to wonder now that he taught Columbia, uh, you know, how to approach teaching students mm-hmm. surgery. Maybe he's the one heading up Columbia's uh, surgery program. Maybe you know we're going to see more of him. Now I can't remember the name of the of the doctor that Thackeray is loosely based off of. I have mm-hmm. to look it up. But we talked about it episode one. I feel like Halstead is a throwback to him. Interesting. That he was he started the school of medicine um, at 
I don't remember which university, but he did. He started a school of medicine. He was responsible for medical teaching and he was one of the first, you know, prolific users of liquid cocaine. Um, but it's, it kind of seemed like a throwback, like a little yeah. throw out to him. Uh, definitely an homage. I, I mean, because these stories are based off of, you know, inspired by real life stories. So I think it's interesting how they do that and the self awareness of everything that's going on. And it's really great that everything people do had to go through. Maybe not exactly the way the mm-hmm. story is portraying, but Pretty people close. did have to go through these this yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh so we we come oh, i'm sorry dr john thackeray partially based on historical figure william stewart halstead he's I based on right. halstead he's there they, it wasn't an homage it's him it's, oh my god that's insane i knew that yeah that was that name Makes just sense. stuck in your craw you knew it all <laughs> right very smart though um before we continue <laughs> since we've got like a lot of pl- intense plot to get through and i don't want to interrupt it once we're in it, i just want to quickly talk about itunes now you know folks i say it every week and only because it's the truth, we here at AfterBuzz TV are committed to bringing you the finest and most abundant uh, podcast after show programming in the world. And I think we're doing a pretty damn good job of it. Putting out over 80 hours of free podcast content a week across YouTube, across iTunes, across Stitcher. Uh, you know, we put in a, a, a ton of work to make this happen. It's a huge, gargantuan effort. And everyone who works here works their butt off to make sure you get all the podcasts that you want on time every single day of the week. And uh, the best way that you can support us, if you are so inclined, is to go to iTunes, rate and review the shows that you listen to, or that you watch on YouTube. It's quick, it's easy, it's free, and it helps us attract our sponsors, which keep our doors open and our lights on. We need both of those things to be open and on. Uh, <laughs> it also helps us get guests, and we had wonderful oh guests on gosh, this show, yes. and we uh, intend to continue that trend. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some amazing guests. I don't want to give them away just yet, but we are working on them for the rest of the season. Uh, so, you know, get those reviews in. It really helps us out, and you get a great shout-out here on the show. Uh, it's been a while since I've read these allowed, so I'm going to do so right now. Uh, Afterbuzz rocks five stars from Sunnydale99. Uh, thoughts on the Nick Afterbuzz? This is one of the best Afterbuzz podcasts. Uh-huh. I'm a TV addict, and I love listening to the podcast because I don't get to discuss TV shows the way I want because there is not one person I know that watches as much TV as I do. I really enjoy the guests on the show and the intelligent conversation between the hosts Matt, Marissa, and Oriana. Um, and uh, more thoughts on the Nick. The Nick is such an awesome show. The acting is top-notch. The costume design is amazing. I love the set design. My favorite aspects of the show is just seeing how these characters work, learn and exist in these worlds. My favorite characters are Algernon, Cornelia, and uh, the nun, Sister Harriet. I, I guess, uh, you know, uh, Sunnydale 99, you really like this episode. Uh, um, what an amazing review. That's great. Yeah. Uh, love from Sarita Bita. Uh, five stars. I love the Nick. The history, the characters, I just can't get enough. Thank you, thank you for that. And it's great from Ren90. Love the show. Five stars. Do you know how long it took to write that five-word, five-star review? I guarantee you, under 30 seconds. Five and seconds. it helped <laughs> us a whole bunch. So, folks, if you're so inclined, go to iTunes and do the same. Thank you for your support. Okay, so Finney Sears, who we met several episodes ago and we witnessed uh, start his little side business, uh, dirty side business, uh, a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. Uh, is watching this uh, this African American woman on the street uh, outside of this dance hall, which uh, I'm trying to remember the name. It's na- the Haymaker. The, the Hayworth. Hay- Haymark. Haymaker? Haymarket. 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 
Haymarket. Haymarket hey Tenderloin. The Haymarket Dance Hall, which dance was hall. one of the most notorious dance halls in the Tenderloin District. Yep. I know because the uh, thing before the Nick comes on told me so. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and he goes up to her and he propositions her as if she's a prostitute and he says, you know, I have an offer. You can come work for Mr. Collier. And she's like, um, first of all, not a prostitute. Uh, shame on you. I'm just waiting for someone. And th- this is the like the worst part of everything that happens mm-hmm. is this guy is so thoroughly in the wrong. But because he is white and this other guy is black, uh, everyone in this city is, you know, hurting, you know, lynching, killing black men just because this crooked cop this died. And there's no justice happened. whatsoever. One rotten tomato. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Well, it's a bunch was, of rotten tomatoes. It's a whole lot of I was very, very surprised how fast this escalated mm-hmm. because so many people got involved right away and mm-hmm. that the fact that the white man was stabbed, not the black man. Yeah. It, to me, it's, um, it's a situation that happens over and over again when we see poor people that are mm-hmm. uneducated and often newly immigrated or emigrated mm-hmm. um, that end up living in these ghettos, these kinds of things can happen. We're seeing this, not to get too serious, but I mean, you look at the Middle East, you look at people that are highly influenced by someone who wants to bring along a violent agenda because they're poor, they're hungry, they're angry, um, they're they, they want educated. someone to blame. They want someone to blame. They want to get their anger out, right? Mm-hmm. They're so angry and they're underrepresented. So we see this to see this in this historical context. It disturbed me. You saw I could hardly yeah. watch. Oh yeah, just to see women. I mean, you just it was completely. Um, it was just a melee. Yeah. It was. It was thoroughly brutal. And, brutal. and, and Steven Soderbergh, I mean, we could sing his praises yeah. all season long, and we do but for good reason. this episode. This episode was just brutal, and the shot selection was so very, very specific. Mm-hmm. There was not one ounce of wasted fat on this episode. Uh, the, the sequence, without getting too far ahead, where uh, the mob rips off the door of the hospital is so jarring and 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 really really horrific to watch. I, I loved it. I love the cinematography, especially in that shot, how it was upside down. You know, the world has literally turned around. It's it, it was beautiful how they reflected. And we were that. talking about on the way in here just how Soderbergh doesn't shoot the standard way for television. And he doesn't shoot all this coverage, and I love it because you get these single shots that tell you everything you need to know about the story. The audience isn't stupid. Mm-hmm. Like we, I feel like we get everything we need from every single shot. And it's just full of yeah. imagery and storytelling and everything. It's just, it's remarkable. Yeah. So Finney Sears is uh, stabbed in the street and he's rushed over to the Nick. Uh, ironically, or not really ironically, but coincidentally, on the same day that Gallinger arrives, uh, returns to the Nick for the first time since his uh, his child's death. This poor guy. Yeah. Mm. And uh, <laughs> it was the first time that, that he got to, you know, jump back in uh, in several episodes, I feel like. It's been a while since we've really gotten to see this guy outside of this tragedy and just doing his job and he when he gets in there he first of all he escorts uh cornelia through the mob but he's just like uh am i having like a horrible nightmare right now because thackeray and edwards are giggling together like a couple of school chums mm-hmm. he's singing the praises of this suction machine i love that line where he's like i'm building a second one uh, um like um, hope for my birthday yeah, yeah. seriously <laughs> Um, and the look, like, th- that's one of the amazing things. Like, Gallinger's performance in this episode was so wonderful. Just that look alone, 
that just aghast look was so beautiful and told you everything mm-hmm. that you exactly. needed to know. I, I like this particular moment for Gallinger because this is the the best episode to help Gallinger's character growth mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to work with these black people. But this is the perfect opportunity for him to realize that, hey, we do have to coincide with each other and work and become the better man. Yeah. Because that's the separation between... He still has that white superiority complex, mm-hmm. and this is the perfect opportunity where he can you know, work with everyone. What I love about the scene is that it's showing... It shows us the teeny tiny changes that are happening mm-hmm. that end up happening at rocket speed later on in the day. But we see Nurse Elkins, Pat's fax forehead, and mm-hmm. then Dr. Edwards looks at her and is like, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And she hesitates for a second, but... And then goes for goes it. Goes for it. She's a nurse. Yeah. She, re- she reports to every doctor at the hospital. Again, and show don't tell. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a scene where, you know, where Bertie took Gallinger's side and was like, hey man, things have changed since you were last year. No. Things have just changed in in the time that uh, that he's been gone and what i love about this is how quickly thackeray and therefore you know birdie and everyone else everyone as an extension of thackeray their their opinion and their stance and their value of african-americans has changed dramatically dramatically mm-hmm. what i love about this is that you know we've seen dr thackeray be kind of on the wrong side if we will of history of history in today is what we know for today but it's literally we saw this with Cleary. He he felt a certain way about abortion and then he saw what was going on mm-hmm. and it just it impacted him so much that he made a change. Yeah. This exact same thing happens with Dr. Thackeray and it's remarkable, but it's also what we hope for because he I don't know if they had the Hippocratic oath if that was something they had to do, mm-hmm. but he knows that it's his job to help people and to not hurt people and to not stand by and watch them get murdered. Absolutely. So to yeah. see him just stand up finally for justice yeah to run out of the hospital and be like how can you just stand there how can you just stand there and and bring this man inside and treat him even though it's against hospital policy i was just cheering yeah yeah i mean character growth for thackeray and also thackeray has had the moments where he had the realization if we work together we can improve and advance our technology and our medicine but gallinger hasn't had that now that he has a vacuum i think everything's changed yeah (laughs) yeah because i mean i think the whole world has probably opened up for thack Mm -hmm. in that sense that like these this thought this way of thinking is not going to serve me if i change my thinking i'm going to get to where i want to go in the history books yeah you know and thackeray had that opportunity Gallinger has not. Maybe Gallinger in the future, not to get into prediction territory, but maybe Gallinger will be presented the opportunity to change his mentality. I love how Birdie, when he takes Birdie aside and is like, what is going on? That it, Birdie's dismissive of his yeah. thought mm-hmm. process, you know? Where yeah, he's, he's like, like, and that ridiculous machine, how awesome is that? Right? Yeah, he it saved me from all that cranking. cranking. He doesn't buy into it. He doesn't mm-hmm. buy into it at all. And you see Gallinger just standing there just alone. Yeah. For once, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we all agree. We punched the surgeon. Good job. You know, next time, kick him. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah. no, nobody feels that way. No. Nope. Sorry, bud. And honestly, I feel like a decent chunk of time must have passed mm-hmm. between last episode and this episode because uh, not only did Dr. Edwards' clinic uh, still stand and stay open, uh, Thackeray admits to stealing obstetric equipment and bringing it down there That's for right. him. That's mm-hmm. right. So he's allowing him to continue to treat patients down there. Right. Uh, even though he had originally said, you know, wrap up what you currently have and then get rid of it. There's something else I wanted to mention was that, you know, Gallinger, when he want, tries to scrub in and they're mm-hmm. like, how is he here? And it's like, 
well, you weren't here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he scrubbed in. But the idea is, if you're not there, you're missing all the action. If you're not on time, if you're, you're like, this is serious. Things don't just, like, that superiority complex. Well, like, he didn't want to yeah. be late. He's dealing with a crazy wife. I mean, not cra- crazy is dismissive, but, you know, a wife who's still racked with grief and may still very well be caught up in denial that her child is even dead. But yeah. he's not the kind of person that thinks that a surgery, like, a surgery's going to wait for him. Mm. Surgery no. doesn't wait. And, and also, he had to force himself onto that surgery. Yeah. He told... He told Birdie, Birdie to get lost. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... I think it's situations like this where Gallinger has to step up if he wants to keep practicing his medicine. Yeah. yeah. If he doesn't want to be irrelevant, he needs to uh, get with the times mm-hmm. and jump in with both feet. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so... Uh, Finney's uh, family arrives oh. after the the surgery, and his mother is just like a horrible drunk. Can I just say that I'm a little <laughs> bit ashamed of my Irish heritage right now? There's mm. only I only got like maybe a quarter, maybe mm-hmm. less, twenty percent. But um, uh, being the child of Italian and Irish immigrants in Boston, and the way they talked about each other, and the hatred they had for each other, watching this just really brought it to life. To see the drinking, to see the family all together, like, wow, this is really the way it was. Oh, yeah. I'm really into those people. There's a reason why (laughs) alcohol got outlawed for so many years. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're drunk and their racism is just rampant. And violent. And violent and just like we're gonna string. their eyes out? Yeah, into into jelly. jelly. Come on! Yeah, string, uh, string, string them up, uh, in City Hall Park and the cops are just as bad. Oh yeah, we're gonna get them, we're gonna string them up. And, and, uh, Cornelia's like, um, I don't think that's really helpful right now. Uh, and they don't care. They're just Tiffany! Big old drinks. Uh, and, you know, Phineas, he's recovering, and they, they're in the recovery room, and, uh, Algie goes in to, uh, to check on him, and she's just like, oh no, what are you doing? You can't touch him. Right. You can't touch him. You could very, you could be the one who stabbed him. Uh, I feel like were words that were almost unbidden yeah. on her lips. Yeah, it was very blatant, like how she blatantly just calls out Edwards, even mm. though we know he's a position of power. But it just shows that how drunks, even at that time, had more power over women and oh, yeah. and the blacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the moral moral of everything is just terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then he he tells Nurse Elkins, "Okay, I want to change this man's dressing." Um, and I, there's this moment where where Andre Holland uh, he checks in with the mother, where he's saying, "I want to change this mm-hmm. dressing, not I need to change this dressing." Or I'm going to, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I would like to change this dressing. Can you get me these things? And then the cop stops Nurse Elkins, like it's like you're really going to take that from him. You really take orders from him. It's like I take our orders from all the doctors here at the Nick. And I'm like, you go, girl. Yeah, yeah. you tell him. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, however, uh, Phineas takes a turn for the worst, and, uh, when Thackeray comes in, uh, the mother's, like, feeding him liquor. I know, which That's not can't have help. helped. <laughs> can't have helped, and then he... Internal bleeding immediately. He dies within moments. Literally, uh, that had to take ten seconds. Yeah, in the span from when Nurse Elkins, he tells her to grab stuff, she goes and grabs it, she comes back. She barely even, she didn't even really leave the room. She no. left the secluded part of the room. Awful. Uh, and then we just know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just wanted to real briefly mention that Thackeray says to Dr. Everett, who is, who's the whole time is complaining, he just goes, Gallinger. not, 
not the time, Everett. Mm-hmm. That's what he says to him. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked that because he wasn't saying, you're wrong, get over it. But it's like, not now. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that they're pushing it off to a later episode in the sense hmm. of like what they haven't had a confrontation. They haven't even really had a conversation since in, the second episode. Right. No, yeah. So that was my take on that. Yeah. But uh, also showed there are bigger problems besides Gallinger that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And there are bigger problems than than race right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Loss least in, of life. Yeah. Thackeray's finally, you know, even though we established back in the pilot that he wasn't necessarily, while he did, was dismissing uh, uh, Algie for his race, he said, I'm not. I'm not not hiring you just because you're black. I am. Not, I do not want to hire you because having you here makes my job more difficult. Right. And it, now that it makes it easier. Now he wants him, mm-hmm. and now he yep. values everybody because mm-hmm. he sees the value of his fellow man, and that anybody could be responsible for the next great thing. Right. So why am I dismissing a whole group of people, a whole race of people, just because that's what I've been taught? Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, so, uh, Finney's mother basically says, like, you know, we should string them up, we should grind their eyes into jelly, you she know. She incites a riot. She incites a riot, Literally. and they immediately, Literally. that's the, that's the horrifying thing. And I know I keep saying horrifying, but it's the truth, it's appalling, is they find, grab the first black man they find. This guy has nothing to do I with this. I believe he was riding a bicycle. He was. Nothing to do with this. That's all. They grab the first one they can find, just start kicking the hell out of him. And that's what's disgusting, is it's not about guilt, it's not about involvement, it's not about culpability, it's just like, I'm angry at a black man, you're black, you're paying for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, that's pure viol- just pure violence. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, and Indiscriminate. And again, how fast it all started. That was literally seconds. Right. And then, uh, you know, we start bringing in some black patients into, uh, into the emergency room, and then we see some more black patients sneaking in through uh, what I'll just call the Edwards entrance. <laughs> um, and this boy sees them. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. And this boy flat out lies yep. to this woman and to the cops and and says the, the man who killed Phineas is inside the hospital. So the mob and the cops start bashing in the doors, pulling them off, ripping the hospital apart. Scary. Yeah. Terrifying. What I love about the this episode is the way we get to see everyone collaborate and work together. Yes. Um, you know, we see Cleary helping. We see Harry helping with her crucifix. You know, mm-hmm. we've got all kinds of, of amazing stuff. And you only have two people that are upset and insisting that things this doesn't happen. And that's Barrow and Gallinger. Yeah. And you're like, wow, right now you guys are just wrong. Old world, new world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also we did see... Barrows and Gallinger, they kind of did get off their high horse and yeah. were willing to work with each other mm-hmm. to save everybody. Well, because Dr. Thackeray they said so. They had to. Yeah. They had to, but they did have, you know, they were willing to work with people. Yeah. Yes. They had reservations, but ultimately, you know, Barrow still did block in the door and help th- give them time to get everybody out. He was yeah. too worried about Junior. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was later, and <laughs> yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, and I know that these are such dra- dramatically different shows, but... 
there's kind of there kind of comes a turning point in shows where you have these disparate characters who aren't on the same page or mm-hmm. maybe aren't together necessarily, uh, and then you have that first episode where they all band together and it's very very linear. Yes, uh, and they're working together towards a cause. Another show that did this this summer is The Strain, which is a vastly different <laughs> show because uh, it's vampires and everything else. But you know, we had all these characters who weren't on the same page, and then suddenly. They come together, they're united, and they have to fight for their survival. And this felt a lot like that. And Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, uh, these kinds of linear, action-oriented episodes can lead to amazing results, and this is one of those times. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sneak everyone out of the emergency room into Dr. Edwards' uh, you know, little clinic, and, uh, of course, Gallinger and Barrow are just horrified. <laughs> um and well, that's how I they found keep out. saying horrified, and I need to come up with some new adjectives. It's a real pain. But Terrible in the urban sense. But I'm glad yeah, that the, the circumstances were unfortunate. They had to find out like this. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of it's funny. It probably is realistic as to how these kind of conflicts were addressed. But I love how every time something like this happens, it's you can't be serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is preposterous. And it's yeah. like you're silly right now. Everyone else is acting and doing something, and you're just puffing up. And these are, in my opinion, Barrows and Gallinger, the most ineffective. Uh, people that are full of hot air. They love to talk. They talk about how great everything is. We haven't actually seen mm-hmm. a lot of We haven't seen progress. their use. No, their no. utility is uh, negligible, at least yeah. at this point. And of course, uh, <laughs> Neely is just overwhelmed with uh, with what he's been able to accomplish down there, that he delivered babies. Mm. She's thrilled. As somebody who uh, is often underestimated and enjoys being useful, and uh, making a difference, this is huge for her. This is her major moment. You know, because this guy was, he's always been her friend, but she never had any idea of what he actually intended to do with all of his training and all of his ability, that he actually was helping lots of people, even when society wouldn't let him. Exactly, because, you know, Neely and Algernon, they come from the same mentality that they're always fighting society, they're always constantly doing things to improve themselves and be useful in this world. So to see uh, Edwards do something as great as this, she's going to praise that. Yeah. And also, I think, we were talking about it last episode of I was making the point that I thought they would just be be just friends forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, their worlds have been, um, they're very separate. Yeah. They might have come from a similar place, but we see Algie doesn't visit his parents. Like, he lives this whole other life where he is a surgeon, you know, it, traveling Europe, and then now he's here. No one knows what that's like. And so I think for Neely to get a peek into it, he's a hero. And she maybe saw him as a colleague or you know or someone on her level but mm-hmm. now he's raised up on a pedestal. Yeah, I also think that what you were saying Marissa is is very very true and and kind of taking what both mm-hmm. of you are saying, they come from two different worlds, but they share one mind, mm-hmm. which is regardless of what society says I can do, I intend to do the most good that I can. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're so attracted to each other. Right. Yep. It's not just their past, but the fact that they both have the same goal and they're both going to go to whatever lengths they can to achieve it. And in today's society, they make a great pair. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, Power couple. Meant to be together. Power exactly. couple. Totally. Yeah. Of course, back then, not, not so much. Mm-hmm. It's a little harder. Yeah. I have to say about that scene. I don't know. Can we just talk about that yeah, scene right now? Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, 
<laughs> well, so I was still doubtful. I'm like, you know, I don't know. They're getting a little cozy when she took her hair down. Yeah, I was girl. Like, I knew it was going to happen. Universal because, signal. But back then, I mean, that hair is pinned in mm-hmm. and it's up and that never comes down. That comes down for your husband. Yes, it does. And so when she brought it, took it down, I was like, ooh, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it happened. And then it happened. Ooh. And it happened hardcore. Yeah, yeah it did. That was and some it's, serious it's sexy too. Like out. on like the in the on the operating table, mm-hmm. like and the, in the in the surgical clinic he made. Yeah, yeah, and it's not about you know ripping bodices or or you know taking off of pants or anything. Like they 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 kiss, they embrace, and then they just kind of hold each other mm-hmm. there on the table. Uh, which, you know, speaks to a much deeper connection uh, versus potentially the uh, Elk and Zachary connection, which is also dramatic. Hey, we'll get yeah, into that Different too. situation, okay? Painless very, and very perfect. Different situation. But after all of everything that went down, she just helped save his life as well. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of, you're here in my eyes, mm-hmm. I'm in here in yours. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, they're like, well, we, we need to get everyone out of here. There's no way that they're not going to find this place, which, of course, they which is hysterical, right? You're looking for you're looking for uh, a black person. You're looking for and in this time, where are the black people working? They're working down there, yeah. And that's the mm-hmm. one place that white people don't think to go because they never think to go there never in the first been place. There. They exactly. don't even know it exists. It's invisible, right? They don't know location. Yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, even though they don't need to. They get everybody out of the hospital. Uh, Cleary, who Cleary we haven't even mentioned. Horse. Yeah, <laughs> Cleary a is a mountain of a man, yeah. and he oh, pulls man. that infirmary, that, that ambulance himself, uh, selflessly. He, he tugs it the whole way because wow. the police stole their horses, which is just like, I, I love that moment where he's like, what's, whose side are you on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that cop starts beating the hell out of him. And just a side note, I thought it was weird. The cops, and it's like their only job is to enforce law and order. Mm-hmm. It's much more about order in this day and age, right? Like mm-hmm. no one's following the law. Well, as but the, I feel like this time their mindset is that they're pursuing justice, mm-hmm. which they are obviously not. But it has nothing to do with order, and that's their job. Mm-hmm. What like, do you is think it about because that? they're so corrupt? What do you think, Marissa? I think it's also maybe. These cops back in that day still had that white supremacy. They were all Irish. Mm -hmm. It was their buddy. And and it also could have just been they were all caught up in the moment and just trying to control anybody and everybody who was acting up. Well, I mean, you think about it nowadays. You you have a cop killer, you know, cops get personal. You look on any TV show or any movie. Uh, or real life. Yeah, they or just in real life. kill people. Yeah, or, you know, they'll do whatever it takes to find the person, and sometimes that those lines get crossed. Yeah. Certainly not to the degree, perhaps, uh, that it does here, but it's still very, very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Cleary is pulling this ambulance filled with people. Meanwhile, we've got these, uh, we've got these stretchers. Uh, and we're, we're wheeling them, uh, across the city in, in broad daylight. And, and Dr. Edwards is hiding underneath one. And I love this scene where we're watching it from his perspective under the sheet. And then all of a sudden it stops mm-hmm. and they're being questioned. And, uh, Nurse Elkins for the win. Yes. Uh, <laughs> talking about leprosy patients. Well, losing your testicles over leprosy. Mm-hmm. You have to find them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn, okay. She does like the grotesque. Get it, girl. Uh, and, and, uh, and then and we keep the, going. Yeah, and also that Nurse Elkins' blacks don't affect her either. So she she's in for the bigger picture, which, which is, is extra amazing considering that she comes from the South. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
that's not me like digging against the South. It's just saying that you know attitudes down there were certainly slower to change than they were up here. Um, I have I just I can't get over Harry and the crucifix. Yeah, and that that (laughs) but but it was like they were like as if these these hooligans Mm -hmm. are vampires. Yeah. She's holding the crucifix and they're staying on the other side of it as if the power of Christ is keeping Compelling them on them. the other side. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this is what motivates you guys? Well, they are. They're, they're, they're big Irish, Irish Catholics. Catholics. But it's just hilarious that they're going and murdering people, but mm-hmm. then the second they see the crucifix, they behave. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because, you know, this is justice, but that is going to hell. Such right. a great shot. And so smart of Harriet to do mm-hmm. that. 100%. Well, what other options did she have? No, she didn't. Yeah. But, but she exercised that authority that she knew she had mm-hmm. of, you know, you're going to go to hell and trust me, if I have anything to do with it, and I do. Yeah. You know, and they... They, they back off. I yeah. dare you attack a nun. Yeah. Um, so they bring all these patients to a Negro infirmary where we run into uh, uh, Dr. Moses, uh, who is familiar with algae because they both went to Harvard together. He was the one he was in the, the one, the one in their one. year, and I was the one in mine. Uh, you know, and of course, when you're at Harvard and there's only one African American doctor per year, you're gonna know him. Mm-hmm. You're gonna cross paths probably. You might spot each other. We could be friends. Yeah. Uh, and I love how Fac is just like. Hey man, you know I'm sorry. I know you're overrun. We brought you more patients, but we're here to help. You're welcome to any of our supplies. Uh, and there's this lingering moment where uh, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, we're out of this, 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 and cocaine." And Thack just kind of like hovers there. Okay, yeah, and mm-hmm. just kind of keeps going. But I'm sure he's definitely a little, a little perturbed. Like I am running low. Mm-hmm. I could really use more. All right, you're running out. You don't have any more. Super. Okay, let's uh, let's fix some patience. But I loved how they literally moved everyone to a black-dominated community to have literally walking in other people's shoes and being where they're at. I, I think it was great in character development. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not a decision. It's not a choice that he would have made episodes ago. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Uh, and so we then kind of like smash cut to... Uh, Poor Nurse Elkins holding this arm as Thackeray saws it off. Uh, and he's like, you know, do you want to take a break? And we focus on her and she's like, nope, no, keep going. I can like to say that was a very realistic looking arm. Yeah. I was, I mean, it got me for a second. Yeah, I thought we were back to sawing pigs open and then, uh, nope, nope, that's a hand. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's mm-hmm. a whole arm. Mm-hmm. That's a whole arm. Uh, and, uh, it's just madness over there. And then we overhear. This is just another one of those great shots. We overhear uh, across the room uh, Edwards uh, and and Moses talking about uh, this other patient, but they don't have any anesthetic. And we're on Thack. We move to Thackeray, and he makes a decision. He's like Edwards, and he throws him a bottle of cocaine. Risky, by the way. Yeah. What if he didn't catch it? What if he didn't catch <laughs> yeah. it? But uh, but giving up whoa. your own personal stash, your own personal stash for this guy people. who you hated. Yep. Yeah, that's that's big news. Huge. They're in serious bro situations. Yeah, that was the <laughs> yeah. huge step. They're was, seriously best they chums. Are bros, they are BFFFFFs now. Exactly. <laughs> like he doesn't give up his cocaine for anybody. No. Except yeah. for his best buddy and his best girl. Uh, <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, alone at back the at Nick, the ranch. back at the ranch, <laughs> back at the Hall of Justice, uh, Birdie is effectively the chief of surgery. Yeah. The the interim chief of surgery while everyone else is out and he is performing surgeries that he's never performed before. With one assistant. With one nurse. Who can read. Who can read. 
uh, but he's operating off of uh, you know incomplete uh, incomplete instructions. He has to refer to these photographs. And, uh, he's, and he's doing it, and he's calm, and I was so proud. Yeah, yeah. like where we were just brimming, like yes. proud parents watching him. Like you go, boy. And mm-hmm. that Zach made that decision, you know, to leave Birdie in charge, knowing mm-hmm. that he could do it. Birdie, yep. not Gallinger. Yeah, yes, yep. Gallinger, who he sent uh, to the nunnery, to the friary with uh, Sister Harriet, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> where he would do the least damage. Right. That was exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it made me it made me so proud of Bertie too of all the grief he's gotten from his dad. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, take that, Bertrand. Yeah, like, take that, Bertram. You know, he just looks. He just he was confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was really confident, and he took a well deserved rest in the bed that uh, Finney died in or hours earlier. Mm-hmm. But still, uh, well deserved rest after a long, long day. And everybody starts to peel off from the infirmary. Uh, and Thack offers to take Nurse Elkins home. She's like, what about my bike? Um, and he's like, well, if it wasn't already a victim. I love, again, there's oh, lots of great. great moments where we hold on on uh, characters' faces this episode. We hold on her face. And she's like, well, you know, if it's there, it's there. If not, it's probably already gone from the, uh, from the riot. And rather than be concerned, just slow smile creeps onto her face. He wants to take me home. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I want to do. And, uh, yeah, so... She she takes him back to to her place, and he's like, "Well, you know, this is me. Uh, obviously, I can't really come in." She's like, "You can come in if you want." I mean, the house mother is uh, prob is deaf, and my roommate isn't home. And he's like, "Um, bazinga." Um, she left the door open, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "You can come inside if you want." Leaves the door open. He's like, "Um." Um, and she, it, I love this Best sequence shot yeah. of the whole episode where she comes in, she turns on the lantern and then he, he is just silhouette in the door. He closes the door and then he emerges from the darkness, almost like a spirit. And he's illumined this illumination, yeah. you know, like, uh, wow. Beautiful. That, it was beautiful. And beautiful. I, I, I love this in all one shot because it seems so long on screen, just mm-hmm. like a good 20, 30 seconds. That's a long amount of time for it to just build up to that moment. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, she asks him, she's like, you know, I need help to get this off. Which, like, um, girl, you take that off and you put it on every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't have handmaidens to help her with this one. Right. Nope. And uh, after he takes off a few buttons, she asks him, will it hurt? And he says, I will make it per- painless and perfect. Your fa- That's your favorite quote of all <laughs> it's time my right favorite now. quote <laughs> of all time. Because, I mean, granted... I imagine that he did doing what he did to what he did while he did that thing that he did. But uh, I have to imagine that that's a line that has been used so many times, or at least will be now, among <laughs> the uh, young intellectuals yes. uh, who are taking virginities out there. I'm a horrible person. It's fine. Um, well, he's so experienced and she's so inexperienced. So, yes. I mean, it's great. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, they have this very tender... Uh, they have this very tender sex, and but I guess he pours uh, co- liquid I, cocaine. I think it was cocaine lube. Yeah, he poured I cocaine think. either on him or on her, but in any case, uh, painless and perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we see her reflecting on it. I, I love the way that this was presented. We didn't need to necessarily I see it. Totally agree. But mm-hmm. instead, we we see her reflecting on it, and at first. It's kind of like, I'm wondering, like, oh, man, does she regret it? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it slowly builds into a smile. And just like Marissa said, 
they, you know, Steven Soderbergh is amazing. Took his time. Mm-hmm. You know, this long shot, having it not be a gratuitous sex scene, having it be this flashback that we get to see through her mm-hmm. and to the buildup of, I was like, couldn't wait, was waiting for the smile. Yeah. If there's no smile, this has all gone wrong. Exactly. And then yeah. the little tiny smile comes. And then her roommate she's comes glowing. in and is like, what? And she's like, mm, I can't even. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was glowing. Lovely. Yeah. And yeah. what I love most about it is it is it empowers her to be to be reflecting on this sex and have it be something that she chose to do. Mm-hmm. She made this decision right. and she is happy with it. And right. we are experiencing it through her eyes, through her memory, as somebody who made a decision to have sex with someone that they're attracted to mm-hmm. and that the, it doesn't have to be something through any kind of male gaze. Right. You know, it's it's very firmly about her experience and how she remembers it from her perspective, watching her face, and I just thought it was lovely. It was lovely. Mm-hmm. I th- can't think of a better word. Yeah. It was amazing. And also just juxtaposed with the shots of cocaine in the aftermath of yeah. all that. And she's also questioning just the drug habits. Yeah. And even she's, it seems like she's okay with that as well. Well, yeah. my feeling was that maybe she was a little, dirty. she felt some shame there. You know, yeah. she's, yeah. she's really, she's, she's looking it. at the broken bottle. You know, she's, she's having these feelings of, you know, what have I done and what did I do and how does this, you know, but mm-hmm. ultimately, ultimately, that warm smile giggle comes and you're just like, oh, it was an awesome experience. Yeah. Sweet. She's okay with it. Yeah. Good. Uh, anything else we want to discuss before we head into predictions? Do we feel like we've accurately covered the Algie Neely kiss? I feel like we pretty much got it. I think, it. Think, so, I think yeah. it was more than a kiss. Don't okay. you think? They well, I, I don't know. In, in those times, she she is a woman uh, from high class, from an wants. old family. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, she does. Yeah, really she, she does. I, I get that. But at the same time, she is also engaged. The, the situation is different. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into that in predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Okay, so... How far do we think this romance is going to go before somebody finds out about it? Did, do you think that they Fish slept romance. together? The, no, the, the Algie Neely romance. Because, like, Fack Elkins will have some blowback, namely in the form of Birdie having his heart broken. Mm-hmm. But, like, Algie and Neely has serious consequences. Yeah. Like, he was only at this hospital because her father fought for him to be there. He's not going to forgive this. So I was going to say, what I think is that it, there's going to be some really hard decisions that now that this, you know, this has been uncovered and mm-hmm. they have now merged into one for this evening or for this moment, Algie isn't going to want to give up being a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be what the consequence is. It's not about love. Yeah. It's about the practicality of the society they live in. I feel in. like you, you you move. Move out of America. Move move to Canada. And move to back to Europe. I think that's mm-hmm. the only real option. If they say yes, they have to they have to leave. And, because she's Under gonna, cover of darkness. Pretty much. Yeah. Because think about her family, her father, the money, the power, her, this horrible father-in-law that has all kinds of... <sighs> there's so oh. much at stake. Yeah. And she's really just a pawn mm-hmm. in their plans. And the thing is... She she knows it on some level. And on not, every level. But yeah. not maybe all she needs to know to leave. Hmm. I'm I, not predicting either way, though. No, I think she <laughs> is going to leave Philip, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and and But I think her, her father is going to find out. The horrible father-in-law is going to find out. Things are going to uh, go get worse before it gets better. Um, again, like you said, Edwards is going to choose medicine over... Over any kind of I love. Think so. yeah, over That's her. his first mm-hmm. love. Yeah, that yeah. is his first love. But she's going to, there, there's going to be, we see this relationship finally get together, but now it's going to fall apart. Ooh. 
chills. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We I saw, think we saw the promo. We right? saw the preview we for next preview. week. Uh, so those of you who consider that spoilers, maybe it's time to skip town. Yeah. Um, but it, it looks like next week we run out of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Uh oh. No. Yeah. Bad Good. situation. Mm-hmm. Well, just because he need. I mean, he needs it. This is a he serious to function. withdrawal situation, and we know that he can't. We know he can do an emergency tracheotomy mm-hmm. um, on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in sweating a, profusely. Yeah, right? this is. He looks like crap. This is yeah. not going to be good. No, yeah. not at all. They're going to find out about his drug problem, and I think Gallinger may not be fired, but Birdie's going to be the one promoted. Oh. Well, so here's what's what you think. About- uh, Doctor Edwards is going to be the chief of surgery. Well, it, maybe not take over Edwards' position, but I don't know what's going to happen in Gallagher. But uh, Birdie's, Birdie's gonna- going to become. He's going to step power. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're going to promote him. But also, way. the thing about the drug problem is that that wasn't really a problem. Like it might have been seen as you have a character flaw, but they didn't know about addiction then. Mm-hmm. They knew, you know, you had alcoholics, you had all these people, but we yeah. didn't know there was like an actual... Right. It was more like, uh, you're just, you're using too much of it. You should yes, cut you back. you should cut back. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to be like one of those people. Right. As a character flaw more than a yes, medical issue. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, in any case, I'm very much looking forward to the remaining episodes of this season. Very, very excited. If this episode is any indication, we're going to get some Cracker Jack episodes between here in the end of the season. Uh, only three episodes left. Yeah. Uh, what, do you want to say something? No. Okay. Marissa <laughs> Serafini. Marissa Serafini, where can the people find you? Everyone can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. Okay. And Oriana Leo? Try, find me on Twitter at Miss Oriana Leo or Instagram at Oriana Leo. And please check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Oriana Leo. I will have new episodes of Running Errands in Hollywood coming up in the next two weeks. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can also find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube as well as on my personal YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. Uh, here doing a bunch of great stuff. Uh, the Strain finale this week. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Sons of Anarchy. Lots of great stuff. Oh, can I plug something? Yeah, go ahead. American Horror Story starts in two weeks. Please tune in. It's okay. going to be a lot yeah. of fun. It's going to be a blast. Thank you all so much. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.